Hey guys, quick note, I do turn off my car about five minutes into this recording, so that background hum will go away, and sorry if it sounds like we shredded this movie too hard, there are a lot of good things, and I had fun on my first watch, uh, yeah, we were fresh out of theater, feeling hot and heavy, I'm sure we missed a lot to rip on and to praise, and we can talk more about it in the future, thanks. What's up, List Wars Nation? Uh, I'm here in my car with my good friend, Evan Gifford. Evan, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, we just saw The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, it's Christmas time, so this is going to be a quick little bonus episode to keep you busy, since a lot of us are gone for the holidays. Uh, but we're just in the car, parking lot, fresh out of the theater. Wanted to go over some thoughts, uh, and I thought maybe we could rank our top three and our bottom three things about this movie, Rise of Skywalker, really quick. Evan is probably the n- most knowledgeable person about Star Wars that I know. Sorry, Barrett Heaton. That's that's just the truth, but you're close. Um, and yeah, so I feel like he has probably some different feelings, but we can talk about that. So I'm nervous. You said you had six bottom three. Do you actually have a top three? Can we I, start positive? I have a we... top three and a bottom six. So do you want to start positive or start negative? I, I can start positive. All right, we can start positive. That'll be fun because it sounds like there might be more negative thoughts, at there least are. from Evan. All right, so we're going to start. Tell me your top, your number, th- so your third favorite thing. Not your most favorite, but your third favorite. Yes, so I didn't necessarily have them ranked, but I will say revisiting the Death Star Remains I thought was very unique. Uh, they were playing the Emperor's Throne Room soundtrack yes. from Return of the Jedi, specifically when Luke was looking at Vader as he was as he was dying. They were replaying that kind of string quartet song from the composer and I really, really enjoyed it when Ray was venturing through the throne room and they were playing that music. And it's like they made that song the ghost version of that song. It was like a little more fluty and flowy. Um, But that was very cool, seeing the the cracked throne. I like that. Yeah, very cool visuals on that whole planet. Okay, Uh, my, my third favorite thing, Kylo Ren opening scene. Kylo Ren, I think, is the best character best part of these sequel sequels adam driver is a great actor adam oh my uh we'll do a we'll do a top movies podcast eventually marriage story tore my soul to pieces adam driver's incredible i feel like he was the most kylo ren in that opening scene i don't know he just was visceral and angry and hairy and had a he was just chopping people up uh i didn't get enough of that that was actually mustafar if you didn't that know was that. Mu- yeah, I, Musafar, how'd you know? Vader's castle was uh, nearby. Oh, so that's why yeah. the Sith, uh, yep. you know, Tamagotchi yep. was Little there. Little known fact. There you go. Okay, okay. Uh, what was your second one? Uh, I thought the Force projection lightsaber duels were very entertaining, uh, especially the the, the second uh, lightsaber act where the camera would pan and it would change the location in which they were fighting. Um, even though their movements were identical, regardless of their terrain they were in. So I believe it was Kylo Ren's personal quarters, and then Kylo Ren was on Kamiji, and Ray was in the headquarters. And the, the surround- I thought that was really cool, yeah. Yeah, the surroundings started to bleed into one another yes. with the whole... You know, yeah. I thought that was well done. That's entertaining, it's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's visually stunning. I really enjoyed that. Yes, I agree. I totally thought when they were fighting, speaking of the Emperor's old throne room, uh, revisiting the Death Star, 
I thought, Kylo, he dodged all the saber blasts like Luke. I thought he was going to be just like a force projection where Rey just swings through him and he's not oh, really yeah. there. Because like also, you know, how did that he That would have been a good twist. Because he was actually on that planet there. Correct. I thought it was going to be like a, a Luke type thing. Um, but those were really cool. That was the best part of The Last Jedi was, I think, that uh, the tension in those force projection, you know, meetings. Um, my number two, very general here, visuals. I mm. thought it looked great. Way oh, planet. The, bu- the budget's great. insane. It's gonna look good. Yeah, it looked look incredible. No uh, the it was the the blue Star Wars. Last one was the red one. This one, I guess, was the blue one. A little less blue, but uh, Ray when she's jumping onto the Millennium Falcon, right when it's flying away Very from. Blue. What would yeah. you say the first movie was? Episode seven. Uh, Very yellow. That was in the logo, but I think it was that was the Star Wars one. Very sandy. Though, uh, yeah, I guess it was. It was warmer, warmer. Um, not quite a red though. Uh, but yeah, a lot of good visuals. If I can lump in like the really cool things, like Luke catching Force Ghost, Luke catching the lightsaber, that might have been my high point. The wig was the distracting. Oh, okay. I guess I didn't really. Yeah, his hair was longer. He's just ghosting. He, there's no bar. There's that's no ghost fair. barbers. That's fair. That's um, fair. But yeah, that was really good. The best shot of all three of these sequel movies, well, the previous two at least for me, was each time Ray catches the lightsaber. Like, one when it goes through Snoke, the other one when she pulls it out of the snow. And this one, it was still pretty cool when she dragged it up from the Emperor, but I'd say the weakest of the three saber catches. Mm. Still cool. I would agree. I would say the the lightsaber out of the snow from The Force Awakens is by far my favorite scene of the entire sequel trilogy, even after seeing Episode Nine. That was pretty sick. I'm going to turn this off in case it's making noise. I, I agree uh, that whole fight, the in the snow, in the dark, with the red and the blue crossing, like coolest, one of the coolest shots in the series, just over and over. Oh, that's the dash cam turning off. Um, I got hints of that when they're fighting. It almost was hints of the fight in Revenge of the Sith on the lava planet. Was that most of the yep. Oh, okay. So, but except instead of lava, it was the ocean. And like that fight, I was ready for it to get more intense, and I was ready for Duel of Fates 2.0. That was the biggest letdown to me that we didn't get a big orchestral They were banger. using dual fates in the teaser trailers. Oh, got, really? Yeah, which got everyone very Are excited you kidding? with that exact scene you're describing. Are you kidding? And they did not implement it in the final movie. Oh. Which I think most people felt like that was not going to be included, but uh, still disappointing. I just figured that, that fight was about to be way more intense, and I, I wanted a new Duel of Fates. I'll have I to wanted, show you the teaser after this. I'm going to go watch them all. Yeah, yeah. I wanted yeah, the it, next it was good. John Williams banger to drop. It was good. Um, we'll be played by Wedding. Okay, thank God. Alright, sorry, we can keep going. What was your number one favorite thing? The Sith Troopers. The Red Stormtroopers. Really? They did not get enough screen time, but they were awesome looking. J- okay, did the Crisp, visual design? clean, menacing. They looked really cool. Uh, unfortunately, not a lot of screen time, but I thought they were very interesting add to the, okay. the Star uh, Wars universe. The, uh, Sand troopers that were chasing them out of Burning Man. How did you feel? Take it or leave it. The sand troopers? Yeah, the guys with the thin eye holes that jumped off the speeder bikes into the sky with jetpacks. See, what I find odd about the speeder bikes is that they were tracking on the sand when the speeder bikes that hover over sand already exist. Yeah. So why not just be on a hover speeder bike rather than the one that would slow you down by having to make... I don't know. Connection man. with the ground. I don't Maybe know. they were out of those. Those were like jump troopers, jump yeah. scout troopers. I don't know. Yeah. Those were cool though. Those mm-hmm. were cool. I agree. 
Uh, good to know that Lando is really into EDM in his retirement, attending <laughs> that festival. Uh, my number one favorite thing. Again, we're thinking very quickly. I'm sure there's way more thoughts we could have and better things I could think of, but we're just these are hot takes. Uh, Ray's forced puberty. I liked all the cool new stuff Ray was doing with the Force. Nothing too wild or out there, given what we've already established. Uh, but yeah, there's the the backflip with the chopping off Kylo. I don't know. His plan is just like I'm gonna take her out of my windshield, which is pretty badass. But I liked her slicing his wing off. Better for me was run her over. We got we finally got some. Uh, what's force wave your hand? What's that called? Uh, the, for, the Jedi mind trick. Jedi mind trick. Of course. What am I thinking? Uh, we finally got some of that, and it was funny. That was one of the better jokes for me because the jokes weren't landing at the start, but I I liked that one, um, and. Then just her being like strong, like we we meet her. She's floating in rocks. She's uh, f- jumps off like just slight things. She jumps out of that spaceship and floats to Finn on the Millennium Falcon. A lot of good Ray Force uh, goes. Uh, she she was going for things this time. One more quick one. C three PO's humor was great. Uh yeah. His I, lines <laughs> were, were were spot on. It was the f- very few humorous things in the film because I thought the Last Jedi was way overboard on attempted humor, and I didn't think a lot of it landed. Whereas I felt there was a healthy embodiment of humor in this film, and I thought, and I thought C-3PO was the uh, the best character to do that through, okay. and I thought it was executed well. Yeah, I, I, I still think it was best for me in Force Awakens of these three sequels, but yeah, C-3PO, a couple of early ones missed me, but he was good. I liked him, and that little guy repairing him. Babu Frick. I love how the coding of droids is just all purely electronical. Like, as a programmer, like, the fact that no one opens up a terminal terminal and does this, same thing in the Mandalorian. They're just crossing wires, and they change programming. Hollywood. Yeah, it's insane. Okay, um, now, bottom three, what's your third least favorite thing if that makes sense so the my, one that you're least passionate about oh you my, have six you can six. go fast if you you do two I'll do one alright right. I'll, I'll start from the bottom um, well, well start from the like the one that you're least offended by least offended by alright well, work up to the that, big that, mamas that, that, right 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 right. this one's a little political is that okay uh, that's great uh, you know the girl kissing scene at the mm. end you know Hollywood just gotta appease woke culture you know <laughs> If if Star Wars doesn't include girls kissing, then they hate you know that those people. Wait, what do you mean girls kissing? There was a scene at the end, the the two female generals. I thought you were making a kiss. joke about Kylo Ren having long hair and like <laughs> no, being a chick or something. No, that's number four on my list. <laughs> no, no, I didn't see that. Oh. No, there was chicks kissing. It's at, yeah. Hey, chicks can kiss, man. It's a long time yeah, ago in a galaxy but, far, know, far away. They, they do it because everyone's fighting them because the it says they hate people if they don't do it, which is not which is not true. But they're just, oh, okay, they're I just do. giving in to people that you know. There is something like you know. I find myself saying like, "Oh, this is an insincere grab at being like." Hipply political correctness. I would say that's accurate to what they were doing. I did not notice that at all, yeah. uh, so I can't really speak to that. But okay, what's your other that's one? Uh, no green lightsaber. I mean, in the quick flashback with Luke, which that scene looked great, by the way. Oh, this yeah. This entire sequel Visuals. trilogy, it's been like teased that Luke has his green saber. It's just rotting on a hut in Octo where Luke is now a force ghost. He should have given Ray the green saber. Fans resonate with the green saber. It means something in the trilogy. Whereas Leia's saber, it, it's cool and all, but it doesn't mean anything. Mm. I was shocked they were both blue. Absolutely shocked. I mean, it looked cool, I guess, when everything's when the, she goes for her big X move. But, uh, yeah, shocked they're both blue. Mm. Always blue. 
Uh, okay, my first one, uh, like, just get your communication technology in line here. Like, how does Kylo Ren have to see Vader's mask drop on the floor to know that Rey's in his freaking chamber? Like, where, don't it's like they, she's in his bedroom. Don't, shouldn't he have an Apple Watch? Like, isn't General, like, Creepy Eyes gonna call him and be like, hey, they're on the ship? Like... There's just so much little tech things. I don't know. If someone was in my room, I would sense it. That's Rel- messed up. Yeah, that's just... So, okay. Uh, and we're we're dunking on this movie pretty hard right now. Gif is like a real Star Wars fan, and I feel like they'll tend to... Not to, you know, project or talk bad about real Star Wars fans, but I feel like it's easier for you to see flaws because you're so invested and aware of this universe. Where me, I'll give it a lot more passes because, like, you know... They were always a little bit goofy and campy, and I think they're probably made for... At the end of the day, like, I think George Lucas said 12-year-olds at one point. Maybe that was when he was making excuses for the That's prequels. <laughs> yes. uh, so I'll, I'll try to get back to, like, where in The Last Jedi, I had, I had more problems with the overarching plot than little bits. Here, there were a lot more little bits, like this freaking communication and consistency and things like that that I didn't love. But we'll keep going. We'll keep going. Hmm. You. Next two. Uh, Knights of Ren. They, they were so teased throughout the trilogy and then they have what a combined three minutes of screen time and no speaking lines yes and they looked awesome and they were completely underutilized because yeah. we saw them on Pasana and they did nothing but handcuff Chewbacca <laughs> which is not menacing at all a stormtrooper can do that and then we see them at the end get absolutely murdered by Ben Solo not Kylo Ren Ben Solo I can see Kylo Ren like training them up like all right, today we learned how to handcuff a Wookiee. Right, yeah. <laughs> this I mean, is going to come in handy. I mean, they <laughs> look awesome, but, man, that's just, like, really disappointing. So, this is good. It, it, I call it the Captain Phasma Boba Fett symptom. Oh, my God. Symptom. Thank God she didn't they, show up. They sell toys, and that's it. I thought she was going to show up when they were captured on that, on that destroyer. But I, I, this is absolutely insane, though. Like, the Knights of Ren. So, I wrote Knights of Ren first, and then I lumped it into my number one here, uh, which we'll get to, but... Just nuts that they're so cool and that, like, you don't have to include them. It seems like we already punted on not including them in these films. You say, I'm going to bring them back, but, like, so half-assed. They're not there. And also, they have, like, bladed weapons. Like, what were they ever going to do against these They were, Jedi? like, fighting in medieval times. Yeah. Like, what, what's going like, on? I don't know. And then, yeah, like... Also, they're following Ray. They see her, and like Kylo Ray lands on the planet and says, "She's very hard to find." Like your guys have been ten feet behind her. Just do do the thing. I guess they, that's the flaw of having swords. You can't really engage <laughs> at the ten foot range. Yikes. Uh, yes. Okay. Um. My or no, you go. Do right. One more. Yeah, I have one more. And then you know, uh, it, it's getting up there. But Ben Solo. I mean, you you set up the sequel trilogy. You know, people are divided and frustrated but what you could have done to potentially save the outcry that's incoming right now is is and this is a spoiler for those anyone listening anybody's listening this whole this, thing is spoiler yeah, right right this is a big spoiler <laughs> you you kill ben solo so not only do we learn in the very beginning of the film that he's been manipulated the entire time by the vader mask he's been manipulated by snoke and it's, it's palpatine the entire time so he was tormented pushed away from luke and the jedi academy he was a part of Becomes this evil person, pushed to murder his father, and then he just gets, gets discarded in the end. He gets shoved down a pit, and then he dies. And you know, it's 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 a triumphant heroic effort. He saves Ray, right? That's that's fine. But wh- where do they go from now? Because inevitably, they're going to want to make more films in what you know, you know, six to ten years from now. And you don't have Ben Solo. 
Mm-hmm. And Ben Solo and Ray. He's the best trying character. Trying to start, and Adam, I mean, that goes back to Adam Driver. Uh-huh. I mean, it was a, it was one of the best characters. So hot by far, great character. No shirtless, no and Adam they, Driver and, nips. And they killed him, and they killed him. Yeah. And I, I, I just really disagree with that. Mm. If this really is the final stake in the Skywalker saga film, then you know what? Fine, because there's no more movies. But I, th- I think there's better way they could have perhaps done that you said so many things i have thoughts on that last bit i was really ready after the last movie to like not dive into ray's heritage that should actually be on my list that's something i didn't like uh like it just seems like it's such a big universe and we're focused on this one skywalker family and then they announced the title was the rise of skywalker and i was like okay but i actually didn't like hate any of those bits like i thought her being a palpatine was kind of cool i didn't love the emperor's bits overall but her being that sounded kind of cool to me and i did like the ray skywalker line at the end so i was okay with it but getting rid of my favorite character kylo ren brutal i think there's again don't want to just poop on this movie too hard i think there's so many great ideas like them coming together i thought it would look different i thought there'd be more lightsaber action i thought it would be better paced and i thought that uh you know he wouldn't like even him uh, giving the life that she gave to him back. Like, I think that's a good idea, but it didn't land as well for me. And I'll talk about that in my last you, reason. But you even let him survive and you do a quick, you a know, quick fi- kiss. A, qu- a quick final 30 <laughs> seconds of the film. And they're like, you know, a quick shot to them, like rebuilding the temple together or something that was destroyed where, where Luke had the temple, like something small like that, that gives viewers hope of what could come or hope would have what, you know, may not come, but at least we know that in that, in that world that they're in, in the star Wars universe, that, they're building something new. The Jedi okay. Order is, restabl- is reestablished, and and the evil is gone gone for now, right? But 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 no, I mean hey. it's, it's yeah, it's maybe just the way they went. Maybe Kylo really wanted to let the past die. <laughs> no He's kidding. a man of his word. No kidding. Okay, uh, do you have one more? Or is it my turn for my second? One? You're good. It's okay, a, it's you. Uh, the the overall threat or threats, so I can like include Knights of Ren, uh, but the Emperor. And, like, what the fuck is that planet? It is... He's got these Death Eater minions that are... Call him Darth Ford. Assembly line of... They're just mining Star Destroyers out of the Earth. Where do these people City, come from? They're Sith Acolytes, or whatever you want to call them. That's what they're called. Okay, so that's the thing... Sith Acolytes. That's the thing it doesn't explain? They're just, like, like freaks that run around and, like... They're like minions. This movie narrated itself, shouting everything that was going on, but it didn't explain like how it didn't how, explain this, shit. how this stuff. I think that you, was... you saw two Snokes in tubes. Okay, for five seconds, well, and that's Snokes. I can make some assumptions on that, but just like that's I, my point number two. I don't want to spoil it. Okay, I just yeah, it was nuts that like because going into this, I was like, if it's another big, if it's an even bigger Death Star, if it's Star Killer Base. 3.0 because like that seems to be the only threat that they can come up with like I was gonna be so sad and then the opening scene I was like okay it's not that but it's just a bunch of star stars on a planet they're gonna still probably have to like blow up this planet or something and I guess it didn't really work out like that but I I don't know I kind of hoped that well, it I didn't say have to be a big space assault on one specific target at the end like it always is but that's what people like in Star Wars so sure it was cool to say this and this is for the very technical Star Wars nerds listening okay so not me those are Imperial Class 1 Star Destroyers from A New Hope oh so they're old so school so those were yes those are very old school if you look closely they are mm-hmm. not First Order Star Destroyers so that was a cool homage to the previous Star Destroyers oh yeah except then they all have Death Stars strapped to the bottom that's right <laughs> 
typical. Yeah. Uh, Death Star tech, man. Like that battering ram cannon. Mini Death Star uh, tech. Oh, man. Finn should have drove a monoski into the bottom of those. Okay. What's next Good on Good thing yours? Rose is there to save him. Yeah. All right. My next top two dissatisfactions. Palpatine and Snoke. Like, like why? Like, the Palpatine character himself is fine. I thought Ian McDermott did a great job. Right? I, I like that character. It brings fans together, which is, I think, why he was reintroduced. Um, we know it wasn't the plan from the beginning because um, the actor Ian even said that J.J. Abrams called him, you know, a year out. Is that the, the same film. actor? Yep, same oh, actor. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, we, we know that it was a last-ditch effort, but there's no explanation. Mm-hmm. You saw, like, two Snoke things, I don't know, in tubes, and yeah. that, well, that was it. Like, how did Palpatine survive an insane destruction from the Death Star? It blew up into an oblivion. Like, how do you survive that? And if you do... You got to explain it, at least attempt to explain yeah. it. All he says is, "I've died before." Sure. Yeah, no shit. We saw that in Return of the Jedi. Like you blew up into a million pieces. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, there there has to be some some backstory. Not you don't have to explain everything, right? Like the exposition doesn't have to drag along. But the beginning of the film was so fast, mm-hmm. so fast in the first. What would you say, thirty minutes? That it is. Oh, Pal- Palpatine exists, and then that's it, and that. That doesn't really satisfy a fan because where does that lead? Like, where did he come from? And that it's just frustrating for me. And then yeah. I'll and I'll move to my next point. Okay. Well, I just want to say a couple things. It was. I mean, they did do the one mention of like the dark side lets you do a lot of stuff. Uh, Ren. It was a direct a dark plagues. Episode three. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, but uh, I didn't mention on the visuals. One of my the best visuals, I think. I remember being legit scared of the Emperor and Puppet Yoda as a kid. I had to fast-forward past Yoda. But I was scared of the Emperor, and they made him look, like, genuinely horrifying. Like, the teeth and the fingers and the eyeballs. And that whole planet, like, that was real good looking. Again, we didn't know exactly why he was there, but he looked good and scary. That brings us back to the original, original point. Visually stunning. Yep. Everything looked really good. Everything looked really good. There, there's no doubt about it. Everything looked good. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. And then my number one and most important dissatisfaction and why I think this entire movie flops and the two that precede it, based on what we've learned from this film, is that what's the point of Luke and Anakin? You, the, the Star Wars is about the rise, the, fall, the rise and the fall and the redemption of Anakin Skywalker and Luke being the son that saves him and Anakin in the end saving Luke by defeating the Emperor. That's a great story. Now, of course, evil always arises, and that's what makes a good story. Mm-hmm. So in the sequel trilogy, you make it so Luke is an aide, which he was to a degree, but but it, it just really undercuts what Anakin did. Who cares what Anakin did at this point? He killed the Emperor, but apparently he didn't. Uh, and he really and gave and a pep talk in this one, so that helped her. For for the final five seconds of the film, yeah. they, they didn't even have the balls to bring him back as a force ghost. Like you could have at least had Hayden Christensen in the film, and I'll tell you right now, if you look, if you peruse through Star Wars Reddit leaks, people are pissed. Uh, like Hayden Christensen <laughs> was sure. not well, physically in the film. That, yes, I feel like a lot of people wanted that, and I was kind of like, what if? But like that still would have been a bit jarring. I think the the Luke and Leia bit would, I don't know, fits in a lot closer and. Anakin is tied to to Luke and to Leia, like like he's he's on through them, genetic saving, heretical. But you but you gotta go back farther because like let's say you're a real Star Wars purist and you don't even like the prequels, that's fine. You have episode four, five, and six; those are meaningless now. 
Yeah. Those are meaningless. Okay, meaningless Rey has, has all the Jedi in her. Mm-hmm. The Emperor is not going to die from episode six. Why even watch him? What, what, what okay, why are we watching? What does it do? Other than the fact that it's a great movie to watch, but if we're talking about plot progression, what does it do for this movie? Yes, okay. Uh, so again, we're emotional, we're raw, we're just coming out. Uh, I will, Also, I said heretical when I meant to say like hereditary earlier, uh, but that was my biggest problem with like when Force Awakens started. It's like, oh, so those last movies didn't matter because of the Empire, like... Guess what? We're back. Like, um, never really was consistent. Like, I was always wondering where these people were coming from. Um, but yes, I hear you that it does feel like that same thing I felt in The Force Awakens kind of runs a thread through all of this when, in the end, like, it wasn't Luke or Anakin. They even brought back the Emperor. Like, they didn't amount to doing much in those original three movies if you look at where we ended up at the start of each of these three movies and the finish of each of these three. Um, But yeah, I guess I can say my number one uh, dissatisfaction with this film, and that was the pacing and the subsequent aggressive exposition. Like, I... Brutal. I think that a lot of these story beats, I'll give a lot bigger pass than you will. Again, I, I... with, you you take a piss for two seconds, you come back, you have no idea what's going yes, on. Yes, yes. So while I think there are a lot of great ideas and a lot of cool things, I feel like I struggled to feel the weight of uh, most of them because it was so quick. It was like, I don't know, it was almost jarring. Uh, I, it moved a lot faster than A New Hope, which I, is a slow rewatch. But I hardly remember the first act. I barely remember what even happened. It was so fast. Yes, yeah. I, a lot of cool things happened, but it was very fast. And, like, everybody dying, like, Leia dying, Chewie, you know, we think Chewie dies, Kylo Ren diving, dying even. It's just so fast. I feel like the moment doesn't land and sink in because leading up to it is quick and then the change away for it. Like, Kylo Ren faded away and three seconds later we're on happy music and an X-Wing flying in the sunrise. Like, and Ewok screaming yub-nub on the end of Okay, her. I mean, yeah, grief. Yeah, it was just like... Like, if we could, uh, I know, like, I want this to be a TV series or just, you know, cut some of this from the movies because it was very fast. And I, I like a lot, like, I thought J.J. Abrams did more weird stuff than I expected him to. I wanted this movie to be more like The Last Jedi than The Force Awakens because I wanted it, uh, I like, I appreciate, I defended at, at this point, I would agree. So I defended The Last Jedi because it has tremendous, huge plot holes. Uh, but I defended it when people were dunking on Ryan Johnson because. I wanted Star Wars to get a little crazy, and he got crazy. Uh, and I just a- appreciated the, some of the beats that J.J. Abrams went for. I just thought the pacing was a little off for me. Or I'd say a lot off for me. Mm. Yeah. I would agree. Okay. I mean, I, would, I absolutely agree. It was just, it was just too fast. Um, and you're right. There, you don't feel the weight of the actions yeah. of the characters. Yeah. Well, you're right. And, and, and I think the big one too, for me, too, and it's like sub-point of one of my other points is that, you know, Kylo Ren dies, and it's been solo dies, I should say. And oh yeah. Five seconds later, it's it's a different scene, and there's just no way. To yeah, end. let that sit. Like I feel like we could. I feel like it got like it, there was not a lot of quiet, or like pause. Like I feel like we couldn't even didn't have time to see the the rooms around us uh, in some of these scenes. Like to, like that scene where we think Chewbacca dies. It's like how are they not all in line of vision of one another? How do they not see the ship taking off up there or Kylo Ren coming in with the with a TIE fighter. It, it's just like, it's moving so quickly. We don't see the full frame. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to pause and sit in some of those moments. Um, that being said, thanks for, thanks for talking about me. What did you think of all the 
let's call out some of the goofy callbacks and if they were corny or not that happened in this film. Uh, like Chewie got his medal. That's right. That's yeah, what... it was it was uh, you know gypped uh, on the Yavin Four ceremony at the end of a new yeah. hope. So right. finally got his medal. Sounds good. This is our game. Okay, if it's corny, say it's corny, and if it made blood rush to the tip of your penis, it's horny. This okay. is corny or horny. Corny so or Chewie horny. getting the medal, corny or horny? That was horny. That was horny. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lando showing up. That was corny. That, that was horny for me. Yeah, that was corny. Uh, okay. Um, what's some more callbacks that happened in this movie? Uh, Ray gets to Luke's house and slides down on a sand sled. <laughs> that was corny as hell. <laughs> that was pretty corny, right? Good grief. Oh, oh my gosh. I mean, call back to Mustafar with the, the water That fight. was horny, That dude. was that, horny. That uh, was so subtle, like, no random fan's gonna know what that was. No, what? I think that's pretty... No, no. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, Stop underestimating us random right, fans over fine, here. That's yeah. fine. That was You're horny, being fanist. That was horny, right? Yeah. Get woke. Um, other callbacks in here. Sidious repeated multiple lines from episode three. Verbatim. Yeah. You know, the, the oh. dark side's a pathway to many yes. really somewhat considered. And then we have the dark plagues quote. Yep, yep. Yeah. Very, very corny. Okay, yeah. It oh. was straight ripped from episode three. Sorry, back, can I Can I dunk on this movie one more time, real yes. quick? Just back to the pacing bit. Like, you know, the pacing's bad. Like, they just don't have time to, like, show things. They're just telling. It's like, uh, oh, he's. You know, Leia's got to use all her strength to send this to Ben. Like, let her do that. We can figure it out. Like, everyone like, knows Carrie Fisher's dead. Yeah. She's going to die in the movie. Maz, it's obvious when she sits down. But Maz Kanata's got to shout it out. Like, and then, like, you know, them just talking about all their plans, which I guess happens in Star Wars. But, like, let us figure out. Yeah, we know you got to go blow something up. They're, they're spelling it out too much before, like, letting us discover with Ray. Like, Ray and Kylo are like, I think they can just, you know, figure it out and we'll watch and we'll learn without them speaking aloud to themselves or to their forced uh, FaceTime. What did you think of the orange lightsaber? Orange, yellow. So is that a callback or is that just a question? Dude, that's just a question. Oh, it just looked cool. I mean, it, uh, the handle looked I mean, cool. I don't know where we got it or where it's coming from. I wish... It looks so cool. It now bugs me. They should go to build See, that after episode 8 and used it in this movie. It would have uh, been awesome. Okay, that would be cool. It would have been awesome. I'm just surprised that Ray is the spear girl and she doesn't have a spear saber or a double saber. Yeah, her evil version of her apparently does. Yeah, that was badass. Evil Ray was cool. Okay. Um, Had you not seen that before until today? No, in, that... In the teaser? Yeah, it was in one of the teaser trailers. Uh, what are they doing, Star Wars? They had the Palpatine laugh in one of the teaser trailers. That's why I was, like, so crazy. Oh, I never heard so the... Base. Okay, yeah. 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 Uh, that's what, I thought that's what you were talking about. So you had cr- no idea Palpatine was going to be in this film. No, in the credit But it's funny, because you said that, and uh, Barrett, who I shouted out earlier, we were at Indian Food once, and he was talking about a bunch of Star Wars stuff, and, like, he's like, no spoilers and things like he did want and didn't want, and he said Sidious, and... Like, I don't know if you, like, I guess I, I never thought of him talking about this movie, but, like, I wish I could listen to that conversation again. I think he was talking about this movie. So you were shocked when you saw him in the beginning? No, well, you, I was just like, okay, that's weird for when the title, it was in the, the scroll, the right. golden crawl yep. of text, yep. and you, you like, looked at me, and I was like, oh, is that what you guys are talking about? And I didn't, I, so I did not expect that to be, like, the opening or a major plot device at all. I thought that it, I thought they were gonna go to that planet and it was gonna be fake. Somebody has like a Palpatine soundboard on E Bombs World and <laughs> E Bombs World. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That brings me back. Uh, but yeah, Orange Saber's cool. You know, you gotta leave a little mystery. We'll see if that picks up later on. Uh, 
Chewie and Maz Kanata should have kissed. Oh, gosh. Butthole eyes? Yeah. Oh. Maz Kanata, dude. <laughs> dude, how about when the Rough. Emperor really put the EMP in Emperor? <laughs> lightning all those shit. Dude, how many times is that guy got to get roasted in the face with his own lightning to learn? Yeah. It's a bad idea. Yeah, it was... It and why does the extra lightsaber help turn that back on him? I, I that that I also don't understand. I mean, oh, she hit him with the Uno reverse card. No, you. She she hit her with the mm, X move, mm. X force, cross the sabers. Well, that's I, all I need to know. No, I think we could draw that up too. She has the force, and she just chose to use the lightsabers as a medium. Oh, to here's like, a good question. You know, send it back. What was your favorite Jedi voice you heard at the end? Oh well, dude, Qui Gon was in there. Oh, I didn't even notice. Dude, I think like it's Liam Neeson. Be... Yeah, dude, that that got me. That I was horny on that. Okay, <laughs> Anakin was the only one I was expressly looking for. Uh, Mace the... Windu, Samuel Jackson. Oh, I didn't even notice. Oh yeah, yeah, we had really one line. They had Frank Oz was in there a couple times. Oh wow, Ewan McGregor was in there. Who was the pilot that uh, looked, that was probably in the old trilogy that talks to Lando in the last bit? Nia Numb or Wedge and Tilly's. Wedge and Tilly's was in this film. He was in the gunner. He was in the gunner. You're speaking gibberish to me, but was that the guy from? The, okay, was that, yeah, that was the no, guy. That's Wedge, Wedge and Tilly's is the human. Nia Nunn is like the alien guy. Oh, okay, that's what I was thinking of. Um, but sorry, a couple of things I thought of. We said force lightning. I forgot to mention when I said Ray's force puberty when she freaking force lightnings that ship. Badass. Yeah, see, I thought that was awesome. There would have been more stakes if if Chewie actually died. I knew it wouldn't happen, but like, part of me wanted Chewie to die. Part of me wanted her to actually kill Kylo Ren, and part of me actually wanted her to turn bad and like them have a fight where they like. I like them better as a dark side couple when they kissed it at the end. I didn't. I didn't when really she buy used it. the Sith lightning, I actually thought that was a great. Uh, I mean, plot twist might be strong, but I thought that was a great, great yeah. scene. Yeah, really caught people it was, off guard. It was still, it's like a fast jumbled mess. Right, that. like let's focus on it. She yeah. just books it to the Millennium Falcon. They take off and like, boom, yeah. Done. I wanted to, ex- I wanted to talk about that. Sister. Oh, and then they thought Chewie died, and they were. She's like, oh, I caused this, and then literally just changed scene. Next, next, also, next plot point. Like, come like, on. They say we have kind of valuable prisoner. Let's interrogate him. And then that soon, was the next scene. And like, then they, they, but they break out Chewie, and then rather, they don't care about interrogating him anymore. They try to break him out. <laughs> Let's kill these three. Terminate him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And then I, my runner-up for thing I like was I love uh, the bromance. Not bro. The I love that Poe is the new Han, and that him and Chewie are getting along like Han and Chewie. That's fun. I thought they worked well. I thought Finn had a good amount of sarcasm too. Yeah. You know, I think I think Poe, Finn, and Ray are all very good characters. I think at times they were just tragically misused. But I, I don't think any of them have enough faults where I couldn't get behind them as a a main character of a trilogy. I thought they were all really strong. Now, if you wanted to ask me about like the Rose character, <laughs> no, let's not get that. That was Rose bad. has been dunked on enough. Uh, did you think DJ's uh, re- D- DJ's reappearance in this was good? DJ, yeah, the the code breaker from the Last Jedi. When the hell was the code breaker in this movie? Then, uh, he was the what scene? He was the little wheel droid with a cone on top. Do. No, no. Wait, what? <laughs> this is a joke because there's a droid in this movie who stutters just like Benicio Del Toro chose to stutter in The Last Jedi. <laughs> is that what you're trying to do right now? Yeah, yeah because oh, the joke, the droid was like, thank you. And that's what, that's the Benicio Del Toro. <laughs> I was like, is that what I closed my eyes? I uh, this part. I thought maybe you'd pick up on that. But yeah, that's my, that's my joke. Oh. Okay, we've done good. Uh, that's so, good. So final thoughts are, for reasons I said earlier, I typically... 
just love the ride of a Star Wars movie the first time I see it, and then the more I watch it, the plot falls apart, but then I say, hey, it's for kids, and I start, like, building it back up in my mind. So I had fun and was gripped throughout it, but it was too fast, and I was just like, ah, at some parts. See, I, I tend to have the exact opposite reaction. I'll see the film with a lot of excitement, be quickly disappointed, and the more that I watch it and the more that I think about it, the more I like it. So The Force Awakens, for example, has definitely grown on me. The Last Jedi, believe it or not, has actually grown on me a little bit. And I can understand why they had to do what they did to kind of push the plot forward. Yes. Right? And and, and I think Ryan Johnson did take risk, and, mm-hmm. that, and it's refreshing. Whether people yeah. agree with it or not, it's refreshing. And it's not just a regurgitation of what we see in the original trilogy, which is what's prominent in Episode Seven, right? Mm-hmm. But this film, I think, just definitely takes one step forward, two steps back. Um, just was, I think they really, really got desperate. Lucasfilm did. They wanted to save the fan base, mm. and they wanted to bring people together. So they just started pushing as much nostalgic stuff as yeah, they can in the film. That's why I feel bad because I. Then that's why I said I wish people dunked less aggressively on Ryan Johnson. Well, I think this is gonna help him. I think people are gonna look back and now be a little bit like a. Uh, a little thankful for yeah. for last Jedi. I'd watch a Ryan Johnson trilogy. Okay, so we thank God we have Star Wars. Uh, we're just two guys. I, you know, what do I know? Gifts a Star Wars fan. I'm just a guy who loves Star Wars and movies, and somehow convinced you to put my podcast in your ear holes tonight. So have a wonderful holiday season. We'll catch you next time. Send us your Star Wars thoughts at listwarspodcast at gmail Thank you for having me, Michael. Thank you. Hey, Gif. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. Great job. Tortured his whole damn life, and then he's murdered in the last movie. I mean, good God. Jeez. Tell us how you really feel. And Lando, where the hell did Lando find a million fucking chips? (laughs) (laughs) He went to the million fucking chip system. Come this way. I mean, come with me. See you, guys. See you, Patsy. I mean, good grief. Dude, how many MacGuffins were in that film? 15? Were you counting? I, I lost track. I didn't keep a tally. Fifth Sith Wayfinder, I lost track. <laughs> they were like uh, Russian stacking dolls of Sith Wayfinder. Oh. Good grief! Where'd you park? This one. <laughs>